All right, we are live, and I want to welcome you to Chatting with Sonia and Blondie. I am Blondie, and you are? Sonia Bynes. All right, great. Uh, as I was pondering our topic tonight, which is dealing with image bearers, I, I mean, you really sent me to the drawing board on this one, Sonia. I tell you, uh, I was trying to figure out how am I going to open this with her tonight or today. And um, I thought of some expressions. Uh, you ever heard the expression uh, that when a baby is born, they're the spitting image of their father or the spitting image of their mother? And I thought, okay, well, it is true. Sometimes it, it, it's like that. And um, the, the parents created him, but the child... Uh, had a spiritual image before he had or she had an earthly image by, by way of their parents. And so the image prior to the fall is his or her real image, and that's where the Christ connection comes in. Okay, so uh, what do we want to talk about tonight? Okay, so uh, you, as you introduced, tonight we're going to be talking about being God's image bearer. Mm-hmm. I have a friend at work, and I posited the question, if you had to explain what being God's image bearer is to your grandchildren, do you feel adequate to explain it? And she said, well, it's a little fuzzy. And so it might seem like such a simple topic to be talking about to Christians. But to be honest, it's not one of those areas that we have clarity on. And so I want to just dive in on what seems a very basic topic, but it is very critical, in my opinion, because when we really get it, we start to change the way we think, mm -hmm. the way we act. Good point, right? good point. So if we go to Genesis, it was God himself who brought up the entire concept of being image bearers. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 1, verse 26, after God had made the earth and formed everything, he says, let us make man in our image, mm -hmm. in our likeness. Right. And let rule. Now, I want you to, to see something very interesting which jumped out at me. Our image and our likeness immediately follows is the idea of rulership. Well, okay. So that there's something that's connected to being like God, yes, in his, in, in his likeness, mm -hmm. right? So, God is inviting humanity to do something that the angels haven't done, mm -hmm. no other creatures have done, walking in his image, ruling. And so, Genesis 1 27 says, So, God created man mm -hmm. in his image, okay? He said it and it happened, uh huh. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So, God is the originator that we have to understand who God is mm -hmm. in order to then take a look at ourselves and understand who we are meant to be. Okay. 
A.W. Tozer is one of my favorite authors. He was a pastor, and he wrote two books entitled The Attribute of God, in which he listed 20 inexhaustive attributes of God. And then I took those attributes and divided them into the attributes that are unique to God and God alone, mm -hmm. and the ones that God expects his image bearer to carry. So, for instance, God alone, it, God alone is infinite, means you cannot measure God. Mm -hmm. He is He's omnipotent, meaning all power is his. Right. Nobody can supersede a edict or command from him. He's imminent, which means God exists. He's real. <laughs> He's self-existent, uncreated. Mm -hmm. Anything else created, God is uncreated. So he's self-existent. He's transcendent. He's over and above everything. He's eternal. He's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. Mm -hmm. He's in which means because of his perfection, God cannot change. There right. is no other mm -hmm. Right? And then it says God is omniscient. God knows everything. Nothing else does. And then God is sovereign. When he says it says a thing like, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, uh -huh. it's Yes. Then there are other attributes that belong to the bearers of God's image. For instance, faithful. God mm -hmm. is faithful. God is good. God is just. Merciful, graceful, holy, wise, perfect. And God is love. So his image bearers are expected to be faithful, good, but to give justice, to be merciful, to give grace, to be holy. In the word it says, be holy even as your God is holy. Yes. We're wise to seek after wisdom we're called to be perfect and then we're called to manifest god's love uh -huh. right mm -hmm. so all of these things are part of being god's image bearer and when we come through the word of the bible from genesis through revelation we are going to discover so many more layers and descriptions of god and i'll just take one here mm -hmm. I am statements in the book of John. Okay. This makes to various people, including his apostles, mm -hmm. disciples. Right. And we're going to see so many more of those descriptive attributes that endures and touches to the followers of God. And I never noticed that at first. So, for instance, God says, I am the bread of life. That's John 6. Right. But God gives us his image bears this invitation feed my sheep mm -hmm. what do you feed people with you give them bread you give them food he says i am the bread of life and then he invites us and says i want you to feed that mm -hmm. he says i am the light of the world in matthew 5 jesus is in a sermon and he says you are the light of the world yes Let Light shine before others that they see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Then he says, I am the door of the sheep. And in Revelation 3.20, he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person right. there with me. God is saying to uh -huh. us, you are doorways to allow me in, if you choose. He says, I'm the good shepherd. In First Peter, it says, so I exhort the mm -hmm. elders among you 
Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Mm -hmm. Be an example to the flock. But Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And in 1 Corinthians, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that victory is where he says, oh, death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? Mm -hmm. Right? Participate in the embodiment of God as the resurrection of life. He invites us into that life to be resurrected with him. And then he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, okay, so how do we as image bearers become part of that process, that imaging? Well, listen up. We are commanded to walk the way of God. He says, I am the way. Isaiah 30 says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Yes. So, in his ways, how magnificent is that? Amazing. Then he says, the truth. Well, listen up. We are called to speak the truth of God. Mm -hmm. In verse 16, when Jesus is getting ready to head to the cross, he talks to his disciples, he's preparing them, and he tells them, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And then he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So how are we part of an image bearer mm -hmm. in that aspect of who Jesus says he is? Well, listen up, we are imbued with the life of God. In John 17, my favorite um, prayer. <laughs> I knew John 17 had to come in there somewhere. Uh, if I could, if I could just stop you for for one second. So, what you're sharing with our audience tonight is you're you're sharing. You, you just got to talking about the what the expectations of the image bearer should be. Okay, and and let me just ask this question because this image bearer after the fall. What would make the difference in how that image bearer, well, how that image bearer would look before the fall and what he was expected to do before the fall versus now after the fall? Before the fall, really, we were always intended to carry God's image. Before the fall, it would have been easier, an easier process. Yes. To do, because Got sin. Good point. Yeah. Right? And it would have been easier to move within that, that sphere of who God called us to be. Uh -huh. After the fall, is a fight. The fall made us so completely distant from wanting to even emulate who God is that Jesus had to come. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing else could. Okay. Because the fall was that complete and dark. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are imbued with the life of God. Listen up. God made this interesting statement in Isaiah 55. And, and I'm reading this because I want us to understand that when God said in Genesis, let us make man in our image, it's going to happen. Right. So he says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth. I'm making it bud and flourish. So is my word. Okay. That goes on. Mm -hmm. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire 
and achieve the purpose for which I sent him. Yes. So God is saying, when I said, I will make man in my image, in my likeness, we have to understand it's going to happen. Yes. So let's just jump back to Genesis and do some comparisons mm -hmm. quickly. Okay. God created. Yes. It says, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. well, well, we know that creatures made by God on this earth, they're limited by instinct. For instance, birds build nests. It's instinct. <laughs> it's different. Listen, our vast imagination carried us into outer space. Mm -hmm. Come on. Then God called. It says in Genesis, and God called. In other words, he named mm -hmm. his creator. So he called the light day and the darkness he called night. So here's how we see God training his image bearer, Adam, to do the same thing. Yes. In Genesis, it says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky, and he brought them to Adam to see what he would name them. Mm -hmm. And whatever Adam called each little thing, yeah. that was its name. So the man gave Mm -hmm. God was training Adam to emulate that aspect of him as God, calling things, and that is it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, what God has in mind for man, I don't even know if we can ever comprehend it on this side of heaven. Yes. God separates, it says, separate light from darkness, water under the heavens from water above. And then in 2 Corinthians, it says this. Therefore, come out from them and mm. be separate. Yes. Seven. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. Again, God's people, his image bearers, are also to learn how to separate from darkness. Good point. From chaos. Mm-hmm. Then, the epic one to me, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we know this because he says, let us, plural, make man in our image. Mm -hmm. And God looks at Adam and he says, it is not good for you to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for you. Yes. When Jesus is talking to his disciples, he says, I pray that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. Mm -hmm. May they also be in us. Yes. The world you have sent me. What Father, Son, and Holy Spirit wants for us is the same kind of communion between each other and with God as well. Mm -hmm. Like this union they have. That's imaging God. Yes. Then God said in Genesis, let there be. He says, let there be animals, let there be trees. He called <laughs> the word spoken. The word was spoken. Mm -hmm. And Listen to what Jesus says to his disciples. He says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there. Right. And it will, nothing will be impossible for you. Good point. That's intriguing. Another aspect of imaging God that I found really pertinent is it says, Genesis 1 verse 28, and God Blessed them. Mm. So God has an attribute of blessing. He loves to bless. Uh huh. When he calls out Abram, he talks to him and he says this to him I will make you into a great nation mm -hmm. and I will bless you. 
I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. God blesses and God wants his image bearer to be people who bless. Okay. Epic is that. Mm. And then we see overall where God looks at what he's done mm -hmm. and he approves of what he's done. He says, it is good. This is good. So he comes to man and he says, this is very good. <laughs> so we too, as image bearers created by God, we see and assess the works of our hands. Yes. But, but where things go awry, God finished the work he had been doing and then God rested on the seventh day. But because of the fall, this becomes an impossibility for us. Mm -hmm. Really does. Yeah. Unless we go to God for it. Mm-hmm. A great divergence occurs right at that point. God's image bearer is muddied and bloodied. Yeah. Because God chooses disobedience. And he can't finish the work God had assigned him to do when God had said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the We can't finish. Uh -huh. We are until rest. Yeah. As our creator rest. Because we are his image bearers, we are called to rest. And we can't. Because God says in Genesis 3, cursed is the ground because of you. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. So that means nothing was going to be easy. There was going to be a struggle all the way. I understand this. There are certain announcements he made in, in the garden, even to Eve, when he says, you will bring forth life with great groaning. I always write, uh, to me it was saying, when women are in labor, they were not supposed to have that level of pain. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of things went wrong, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And, but, but, but this is the beauty. God is full of grace. His will must and will be done. Yes. So Jesus comes and says, come to me, all you who are weary and burning, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. Yes. So, let's take now one, one last image. Okay. The image of obedience. It's a beautiful image. So, God becomes a man. Mm -hmm. And he proceeds to visibly show us and oratorically tell us who God is and who his bearers must become. So, incomplete obedience to the Father's will, unlike Adam, Jesus takes the cup assigned to him right. the Father's wrath, mm -hmm. and he drinks to the last drop. Right. But the conversation Jesus has with his Father is stunning. Jesus begs to be spared, consuming the contents that that cup represents, because Jesus knows the Son of God knows the result. He had seen it before separation from the Father because of sin. And he pleads. He pleads three times. Take this cup from me. But I want you to see, even in those words, Jesus says, take it. He's telling the Father, I won't drop it. I won't let it go. I won't set it aside. I'm asking you to take it from me. Wow. <laughs> because disobedience means that 
the father gave it to me, it will be the father who will have to take it away from me. Yeah, yeah. So he's still leaving it to his father. He means what he says because he follows up with, yeah, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. This image of the image of disobedience played out in the garden is not being repeated here in this garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not. So let's break it down. Disobedience in the garden resulted in death of the image bearers. Mm -hmm. Obedience in Gethsemane results in the death of one man so that many could now live. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Remember when I said that in, in, when God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Mm -hmm. Remember that word? Second Corinthians 3 says this. We are being transformed. Yes. And I put it in, we are being transformed mm -hmm. into the likeness of Christ. Amen. Romans 8 says, that God predestined all believers to be conformed to the likeness mm -hmm. of his son. There's that Genesis edict coming back into play, a reminder of God's words before he had even created man. Yes. The cast out image bearers are being restored to the divine image and we gifted a way back home. To God. Now, let me ask you a question, Sonia. Um, okay. Not to interrupt you, and hopefully you can okay. pick up pick up on your train of thought. Mm -hmm. When the fall took place, mm -hmm. you know, Satan is always trying to counterfeit. He always wants to try to create a counterfeit. Now, this when when the, when we hear the term self image uh -huh. and being bantered around quite a bit. Is that a counterfeit of Satan trying to focus God's people on the self-image versus on being the image bearer? Any yes, thoughts on that? It's truly sad. Uh -huh. sad because our the image of man is a broken, hurt, fallen creature. Mm -hmm. so, and the only image we're going to look at, which is dark, dismal, broken, hurting, lost, if that's the only image we are invited to look at, yes. we will always despair. Okay. Always. Mm -hmm. When we look up and see the stunning image of God, I, I think of Jesus when he's on the mountain of transfiguration and and the three disciples are with him and, and Moses and Elijah appears and they, there's a glow and it stuns the disciples. Mm -hmm. See, when we look towards Jesus, Everything changes. Moses came down from the mountain. His face was so radiant, it scared the people. And <laughs> so don't look at ourselves. We have to look at God so that we can lift our heads up and feel hope. Mm. So, so the so the idea of focusing on self-image is it would be incorrect. It's incorrect. It's really demonic, uh -huh. and it suits Satan's purpose because. We will never, <laughs> there's a psalm that says, I lift up my eyes to mm -hmm. the hills from mm -hmm. whence comes my help. Right. My help comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right? That's right. When we don't lift up our eyes, we can't lift up our spirits. Mm -hmm. It's 
down. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a concept. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Continue. We've got a couple of more minutes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just within sight of ending this. Because, but I want to quote Ephesians 2. Okay. That's one of my favorite scripture. It says this, but because of his great love for us. Remember I said one of the attributes of God is love. Mm-hmm. So because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, another attribute, yes. made us alive with Christ. And God raised us up. With <laughs> right? Yes. He raised us up. And he seated us with him. Listen up. In the heavenly realm. Already. Already. (laughs) And there's a purpose to it. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Express, God is grace, express in his kindness to us. Mm -hmm. In Christ Jesus. And listen, this is what it comes back to Genesis. For we are God's handwork. Yes. In Christ Jesus to do good works. Mm-hmm. Remember, in our image, in our likeness, to rule. Yes. God, it says, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Even before he made Adam, he had made a declaration that they would rule. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah, it is a wrap. <laughs> Revelation 21 says this. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, and the loud voice from the throne means it's God saying it. Yes. Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Mm-hmm. This is coming from the throne, that pronouncement. Yes. And Revelation 22, the very last book of the Bible given to us from God, says this. No longer will there be any curse. Mm-hmm. See, because when God said, I will make man in, my, in his image, it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. We will see his face. Amen. His will be on our foreheads and we will reign, rule forever and ever. Exactly what God says when he says, let us make man in our image. All right. Revelation completes the creating of man mm-hmm. in God's image. Man is going to serve, which means obey God. <laughs> He's going to see God's face. Do you remember the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, the pure in heart mm-hmm. see God? Yes. is being restored. Amen. And that says that we will have God's name. Well, listen, if God is Father, every child bears his Father's name. Uh-huh. So my name will not be Blondie. <laughs> well, you know, we don't know because God says there's a stone where all our names are written on only. Yeah, we really don't know, do we? Our last name will always be the name of God. <laughs> yeah. Then you're going to be born with God. Finally, this broken relationship, vertically, horizontally, will be healed. All right. And then it says... We're going to have peace. We're going to reign, which is another word for rule forever and ever. So that's the image. That is my quick kind of snapshot view of what being image bearer of God is. It's rich, it's wide, it's deep, it's stunning, really. 
Well, thank you so much. Uh, we are just about out of time, and uh, it's been a lively discussion, as always. I mean, you just seem to bring life, breathe life into the Word, and I love that about you. And so this is uh, ch uh, Chatting with Sonia and Blondie, and we are signing off. All right. <laughs>